Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you here in our Zoom studios for our regular weekly podcast. Uh, how are things on your side of the building? Good. They're just fine and dandy, Tim. They're warming up. Oh, that's good uh, to hear. Uh, yeah. It's, it's warming up here in my side, too. We had a little uh, furnace mishap, I guess, overnight or something. And it's chilly uh, this morning when we got here for Bible study. And uh, thankfully, uh, shout out to Hemphill Heating and Electric for their quick response and coming out and getting that fixed really quickly. And now we're, the temperatures are rising. <laughs> yeah. So. Tim's avocado tree in the background nearly didn't make it. <laughs> it was not happy, you know. <laughs> no, I have no there, idea. there was almost a, a frost inside oh. the building. <laughs> not quite, not quite. The not pipes quite. were not in danger of freezing or anything, but it's warming up. Um, hey, it's, uh, it's February, Tim, and February in the life of the church, uh, is often when we are starting Lent or getting ready to start Lent, uh, season of Lent. And so this year is the same. Lent is coming. Ash Wednesday is the day we start Lent, a day we remember our, our mortality, that we are from the dust and to the dust we shall return. Ashes to ashes, we say. Right. And Ash Wednesday is February 17th this year. Would you like to share the, the details of the two uh, service opportunities we have? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, we're going to be uh, having two opportunities, as Pastor Corey said, so you can choose one. You could come to both if you want. Uh, if you want to get started uh, early uh, in the day with your ashes, we'll be doing a curbside uh, ashes to go in the parking lot here at the church. And so uh, between 630 and 9-ish uh, in the morning on the 17th of February, if you come by, um, I will be outside and will do ashes for you in your car, or if you walk up and uh, you just want to have it done, we'll do it outside in the parking lot, and I'll be masked, of course, and if you could be masked, that would be the most ideal situation, um, and we'll have a, a brief service, uh, kind of a one-on-one -on -one service with some uh, scripture reading, prayer, and we'll I'll put ashes on, on your forehead. Um, so they, uh, they, there's not one service. Whenever time they come up, it's like a service on demand, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good way. To Whenever they come up is when the service starts, unless they come up while you're finishing the service for someone else or a group of and someone else's. They'll have and to wait just a, just a minute or two. So, yeah. Right. It's like when you have to wait for the Netflix video to buff for a little bit, you know. <laughs> just like that just like that so that's option one in the morning you can get your what time get your day started between 6 30 and 9 in the morning um, anytime between anytime. 6 30 and 9 you could show up at 8 55 you could show up at 6 32 yep 7 15 yep 7 27 yep 8 11 8 11 yeah 8 59 8 59 that's pushing it though right Seaver? Well, you know, 901, I don't know, maybe you get ashes, maybe you don't. No, <laughs> but that's a great, it's a great way to start your day really focused on what Ash Wednesday is all about. And even though it's not a, a long service, we'll, we'll uh, 
give you a prayer that you can take with you, that you can kind of keep with you and in front of you throughout the day. Um, and we'll start your day that way. And I think it'll give you a meaningful, uh, meaningful start to your morning. Uh, and then in the evening at 6 p.m., uh, also here in the church parking lot, you can come for a more, um, a more full service. It's still short. Uh, will be less than a half an hour because we have other activities taking place at 6.30. And we'll be doing that outside and it'll be broadcast over the radio uh, on 107.5 FM. So you can stay in your car and then ashes can come to your car. Or if you want to come out, uh, I suppose you could do that as well to listen uh, to the service in a socially distant masked kind of way. Um, anything you want to say about that? You'll be leading that evening service. Yeah. Um, Fairly brief service. Um, it'll be done by 630, as Tim said, but starting close to 6 p.m. on Ash Wednesday, February 17th. Uh, this week, our youth will be involved in preparing the ashes, so we'll burn some of them, uh, burn some of the palm branches from last year with the middle school youth on Wednesday night, and then some of the high school youth on Sunday night, and that's where we get our ashes. So the same palm branches that we used in Palm Sunday to to uh, recognize Jesus as the King. Um, He's also the king that was crucified or the king that died for us. And then, of course, on Easter Sunday, we, we celebrate that he's not still dead. He rose. But, but we, it's important to remember um, the mortality, the reality of death. And that's how we start the season of Lent. So looking forward to it, February 17th, 6.30 to 9 in the morning and 6 p.m. at night. Cool. Awesome. Uh, um. Along with Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday starts the season of Lent. We have our soup supper starting that following Wednesday, February 24th. Uh, we have virtual soup suppers. We're not meeting in person for soup. Uh, if there's a miracle, we might meet by the end of Lent. That would be awesome. I don't know if that could happen, but, but we're definitely meeting for virtual soup suppers. We're going to be sharing uh, soup recipes and bread recipes, but that's not the main point. That'll be fun. But we'll be coming to each other's homes um, from, we are using Zoom, we'll be meeting together. So Tim might be at his house, I might be at mine, and we'll be uh, having soup. You can mute your camera so we don't hear you slurping or whatever. Um, we don't, you know, or not, I don't know. Mute, mute preferred. <laughs> mute preferred, Tim says, okay. So, but so a little bit of fellowship that way. And some of, some of our folks fellowship on Sunday morning in what we call the PFC virtual lobby. Sometimes there's 15 or more folks in there, sometimes 20, I don't know. And it's a lot of fun, sharing updates, prayer requests, praises, catching up with folks for just a half an hour. This will be uh, similar, but we will also have some structure to it as far as we're going to share a devotional thought on our theme, which is more God based on the idea that John the Baptist shared with us that he must increase God, God must increase, but I must decrease. Not that God can ever increase. God is God, but God must increase in our life and our, our selfishness, our, our self-interest must decrease. And so we're going to talk simply about more God in 2021. We need more God, each and every one of us, more God in our life and our nation, our culture needs 
more God. What's the solution to all these problems we've had? Divisiveness, injustice, anger, hatred, uh, grief. Uh, what, what's the answer? More God, more of God. So that's what we're going to try to experience. Uh, and yeah, so anything you want to say about the super service? We'll also have some testimonies, uh, different people from our church family. We are hoping we'll share about a time when they experienced more God in their life. So you got a story to tell, let us know. And I think, Tim, you're preparing a, a social media aspect of this where there'll be some social media questions about more God. Is that, how do we say that? There'll be some interesting questions that we hope will spur some online conversation. Yes. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah and then, um, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about the book not god enough which is kind of our it's pretty standard here at police federated church that during lent we pick a book that we kind of read through it's kind of a community read for our church should we all try to get as many people who want to to read it as 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 can and then that becomes um it kind of uh, supports uh the idea that we're trying to communicate or the theme that we're talking about so our theme is more God, um, and this book is called Not God Enough, and the idea being that we sometimes, we sometimes, we all the times, a lot, of, <laughs> we put God in a box that we can manage, and, um, or that we think we can manage, and God is bigger and better and gooder, and I know that's not a word, but it just fit, uh, and he's more than we can imagine. And uh, so as we talk about having more God in our life, it's, it's really about to this idea of letting God be who God is really, and accepting that and living that leaning into it. Um, and finding, I think what we will find is that we can, um, that 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 God, that bigger God, that more God is the God that we can depend on, the God that we can rely on, the God who can give us hope, who can give us peace, who can help us wrestle with the uncertainties of life and all those different things. And, and uh, so we want to invite people to be a part of that conversation. This book uh, will be discussed in some way at each of our soup suppers and a small devotional. Um, it'll be followed by the testimonies as well. And then, so if you want to participate in that, we'd love to get you a book. Let us know here at the church. You can send us a, an email to tim at pollutionchurch.org or corey at pollutionchurch.org. And uh, we can help connect you with that resource so you have it throughout uh, the Lenten season. So I think that's all I wanted to say. Cool. Cool. So um, I hope not. <laughs> no i don't think so uh Good. that book is also not just a book we're doing for our whole church but there's a group also that's called the pfc book club something new we're starting and they are starting with that book uh it's really separate from the soup suppers but uh maybe going more in depth they are all committing to read the book uh you know and so if you want to be part of a book club uh that's outside of the soup suppers discussion but discussing that same book not got enough They'll have some online Zoom meetings and maybe some emails back and forth discussing that book. And then they'll move on to another book uh, after that. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks, whatever the new book is. So, um, yeah. Uh, next thing is the spiritual growth guide. 
I got a prop, Tim. You got a prop, your book, and right here, uh, if you're on the radio, you can't see this, but uh, it's a beautiful blue binder. And on the front, it says Spiritual Growth Guide 2021. And Tim's been putting these together. Yeah, you think they're awesome because you've been making them, Tim. <laughs> you did a good job. There's there's pages and pages of content. Let me see. Um, what's the last page in here? This is part or the introduction plus part one, two, and three. Right. And 130, are, 130 oh, pages. You beat me to it. 130 pages. Now, it's not 130 pages of reading, but there's a lot of space for reflection and um, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. You know, I had to reread basically all of it to edit some things this week. And I was like, man, the, we, we had done this in 2019 and then we beefed it up and we added more. Uh, I really think this is going to help people, um, help you find your spiritual gifts, help you find a place to serve, gives you some tips on how to share good news, how to study God's word. What is, what does it mean to trust God? What does it mean to be a truthful person? What does our mission statement, depending on Jesus, mean? And explore each and every word of that biblically. Um, yeah, and then the other sections, we've talked about it at length other places. I guess the point here today is to just say it is here and available in electronic format or binder. So if you ordered one, Tim's been taking note and he can either deliver it to you or have it here at the church for you to pick up. Or if you live at a distance, we can send it to you via PDF and then you can print it out yourself and put it in a binder or folder or whatever. So it's here, folks. Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, spiritual growth plan or guide, excuse me, renamed, guide. re-released and renamed guide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is here. So get that today. If you can't, if you haven't said that you wanted it, let us know. Um, and we'll be glad to put one together for you. So again, you can send me a, an email, probably Tim at pollucechurch.org and we'll get you connected to that. Make sure you get a copy. So that leaves us, Pastor Corey, with a discussion about the upcoming sermon uh, for this Sunday. Um, we're continuing in the Gospel of John in our. Uh, oh, you're light. It's like you're an angel or something. You have a glow no. about you now. No. It, it, you can't see this on the radio, but we discovered when I lift my Bible on Zoom, the screen lightens. That's probably some real technological reason for that, but. It's white balancing or something like that. Yeah, it's the light of God's word. It's the, I like right. the light of uh, you. <laughs> my Bible is actually not light. It's heavy. Um, yes, you can use but, it as part of your workout regimen. <laughs> good point, Tim. Uh, all right. So we're in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 18. This is one of these sections. It's 18 verses. We could read it, but I'm going to challenge you to read it. Uh, and we're going to just talk about it. Uh, it's a guy that gets healed. He's He's had a physical condition. We don't learn about it in any detail, but for a long time, he's in a place uh, in Jerusalem uh, near a pool called the Pool of Bethesda, where a lot of people went for healing. Uh, the legend was that the angels would stir up the water, and if you if you saw the water getting stirred up, that if you got in there first, you would get, uh, you had the potential of getting healed. Um, this man had not been healed, and uh, Jesus came across him and asked him if he wanted to be healed. 
And it's, it's an inter interesting interaction because it's, he didn't say, yeah, I want to be healed. He, he told Jesus, you know, why he hadn't been healed previously. Um, but Jesus, Jesus does heal him and he tells him to take up his mat and walk. And here's the big thing that happens to him. It was on the Sabbath. So mm. Jesus telling him to take up his mat and walk, which is just miraculous, right? I mean, a man who was in need of physical healing um, and now he's healed, but he's, he's by appearances or by the rule of the day, according to the religious officials of the day, he's breaking the Sabbath. So what is Jesus up to? Is he causing someone to disobey God uh, after healing him? Um, what's going on here? And it, it causes kind of a, can I say, kerfluffle about the Sabbath? That exact word. Were you really? Yeah, it's like, I was going to say something, but you said kerfluffle. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what it means that we were thinking, we were both thinking kerfluffle. I don't know. Um, Bizarre word. <laughs> I, you know, what I could go for right now is a, a stroop waffle. Oh, and, yes. Which it sounds kind of like a kerfluffle. It kind of, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's tastier. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's a kerfluffle without a stroop waffle uh about about the sabbath and the guy the, the the guy gets asked by these local uh religious leaders um who what are you doing you know and he basically says this guy who healed me told me to do it and uh you know what's amazing about that conversation is the religious leaders don't focus on you got healed that's awesome hey never mind the mat you know no, no big deal go your way no they're like well, who healed you and who told you to do that? Let's go get him kind of mentality. Uh, you know, that they aren't, they aren't taken in by the healing or the healer. They, they want to get to the bottom of this crime of this guy carrying his mat on a Saturday. Um, it seems kind of silly, but they're really stirred up about it. And uh, it's not the only thing they get up, stirred up about. Later on, Jesus, in this very same section, is going to equate himself with Father God because they're upset about work on the Sabbath. If carrying a healed man carrying his mat is work, I would think it didn't feel like work to the guy. It probably felt awesome to be carrying anything and to be walking. But they they legalistically see it as work. And, and so one of Jesus' comebacks is, you know, my father has been working until now, and I am working. He's kind of, and he kind of puts himself there for, as John says, in the place uh, or making himself equal with God, God the Father. And that's, uh, that's a big no-no for the Jewish people, you know. They, they, they didn't think a human being should do that. And they didn't know or believe that Jesus was not just a human being, but also the Son of God. So now they think not only is he violating the Sabbath, but he's blaspheming or insulting God, and we should kill this guy. And uh, that's a pretty big deal, right? So, And we're only uh, in chapter five. And yeah, and they want to kill him. They want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Similar yeah. to Tim and I's ministry at the church. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't think. I don't think. At least not for me. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. Okay. Oh, I haven't got any death threats yet. Um, 
but maybe I'm doing something wrong. Jesus got death threats by chapter five. But uh, so it's a weird miracle story because we've had other a couple other miracles in the gospel of John that we've heard about and some kind of indirectly referred to. But recently we just had a man's son healed and it led people to faith, right? This story, somebody gets healed miraculously, right? And it's dramatic and it turns into an argument and there's a death threat at the end. It's like the opposite of what just happened where uh, we read in, in chapter four, right? About this father who came to get his son healed. And Jesus says, go, your son will live. And the guy goes and finds out his son is healed. And he, he leads his family to faith in Jesus. And just amazing. This story, a guy gets healed and it ends, instead of with more good news, it ends with bad news. What's the deal with that? I don't, I don't know. You know, that's a good question, right? I, I, <laughs> like, why, is there, why isn't there a party? They're all mad. Like, can we, the guy got healed. So, yeah. Well, I think, you know, part of me thinks that uh, maybe what John was trying to do here was to illuminate a little bit uh, about our hearts and how we uh, come to Jesus. And somehow, sometimes, you know, who are we in the story? Maybe we're, maybe we're the, maybe we're the, the guy who's healed but maybe we're the religious leaders who don't seem to quite, uh, quite get it. And here they are standing in opposition to somebody doing something good um, on the Sabbath. And then secondly, so maybe we have a misunderstanding of Sabbath. Well, uh, let, me, let me pause there because I think that's a big enough thing to hold that misunderstanding of Sabbath. So are you saying that religious leaders could say, you know, uh, could actually squelch the uh, the work or the joy of God in people's lives. Yeah, they could. People like you and me. I mean, so, uh, yeah, you know, do. I think some people have had this experience where uh, church or church leaders itself have, have said, you know, you're not operating within the bounds of how our church does church. You're you're raising your hands or we don't kneel at this church or um, whatever it may be. And, and, but you're, you're sincerely uh, trying to honor what God has done in you. Um, and, and, and I don't know if that's exactly what's going on here, but it made me think about that, Tim, that sometimes we use our religion to keep people from authentic God experiences instead of using it as um, a way that we reveal and celebrate God. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that, maybe. 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 Okay. So, and maybe. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. No. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's celebrate God wherever God is working. And when somebody's healed or their life changes for the better, uh, whatever it may be, let's celebrate that God's grace has been at work and, and be less about control and legalism. Yeah, yeah. Just a thought. I think, and I think that this is, I don't, I don't guess. I, I, I really do think there's a message in the scripture about our understanding of Sabbath and what that means. And not that we're to disregard um, 
you know, it's, it's meant to be a gift from God of rest in him. And, uh, but that, that healing, you know, can be a part of the Sabbath, I think is okay. Um, and, and God's Jesus says right here, I mean, he does it, he heals on the Sabbath, the Sabbath that he created in order to, to rest. And it seems to be okay with him. So that level of quote unquote work must be acceptable, <laughs> at least in well, this instance. Um, yeah. So, so are we using our, anyway, so I think there's some, some room for discussion about Sabbath and what does it mean? And do we really understand it right? Uh, yeah. Sabbath should be about healing, like being about, uh, being restored, uh, rest restored, right. It, it goes together and, um, it seems like they want Sabbath to just be about rule keeping. Yeah. Uh, and I, it seems I, like they're the ones working on the Sabbath. Right? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm looking at it. I'm like, how, how far did they have to walk to track down all the people? <laughs> you know, well, and just their to mentality to too. They're like, they're like policing things and you know, they're, do, they're the working, this guy carrying the mat. That wasn't working. Jesus, Jesus didn't do anything. He just like, you're healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think another another thing that we learn in the scripture is um, is that Sabbath Sabbath belongs to God, or that, that that God is Lord of the Sabbath. You might say He's the one. Um, he maintains um, He maintains all of it, and uh, so we need yeah. to honor that and and uh, recognize what that what that means uh, um. the sabbath is not an end in itself god made the sabbath as a means to draw closer to him and to rest in him and i think we can we can take anything in our faith our religion and make it an end in itself the church building um you know or we can even make the bible into a excuse me into an idol or something and and that's not the point. Um, and so they took a wonderful gift, the Sabbath, and kind of are making it into an end, um, rather the means to uh, to enjoy God and to rest in God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's a cool stuff. It is. And just a it's few. It's in the Bible. The Bible's good. It's good. That's <laughs> good. You should read it. <laughs> you should. Yeah. What else do you want to say about it? Before no, you know, I mean, that's that's a good start. I'm going to preach on it this Sunday. You should join us online or on the radio um, or different opportunities on Facebook or YouTube, 9, 11 a.m. or uh, on the radio at the same time in Palouse or in Pullman at 1.30 p.m., especially within a mile of Bishop's, Bishop Place on yeah. Sundays. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to preaching it. And John just continues to stretch me and stretch my understanding of who Jesus is. And, and that's good. Deepen, maybe is another way to say that. Um, I, I think the book, John, is written not just for new believers. It often gets recommended to new believers. Start here with John. I think that's great. But I think it's amazing as believers who've read the Bible before, John can really renew and refresh um, your view of the good news, uh, and your view of how big God is. And it's, it's, um, 
it's blessing me. And I, I encourage you to, to challenge yourself to read through it if you haven't already, or if you've already read through it, read through it again uh, as we go through this series. Cool. And uh, if you need some help or with a plan to do that, you can get a plan on the Bible, the Bible app, the Uversion Bible app, or on the back of uh, our news. I think it's on the back of the newsletter this month. It is. Is it? Did I put it? It just there? came out, Tim. I just uh, yeah. saw it. Yeah, and that there's a it has a plan a right there on the back. Plan right there. So it's just day one, read chapter one. Day two, read chapter two until you get to the end. But you could check that off and help keep yourself accountable for doing that. Um, so lots of lots of tools available to to keep you on track with reading the scripture and and letting uh, the scripture um, open your eyes to uh, how big God really is. Um, if you let him, if you let him be, <laughs> let God be God. Let Bartlett be Bartlett. Let God be God. Let him be who he is. <laughs> that is a West Wing reference for anybody who's wondering who is yeah. Bartlett. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, some of us knew that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not. Everyone. Okay. Cool. Well, do you have anything else or shall I wrap things up here? No. So cool. Well, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our zoom studios here in the rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. It's been great to be with you and we hope you have a blessed week. We will see you next time until then. Bye. -bye.